who feels better oh man I'm digging my way to something here I am it's a Friday night it's the 14th day of October Friday the 14th I can almost scream I'm not gonna push it though I had um, yesterday was a little bit rough to talk okay I, I didn't feel particularly bad. It was just so tickly. And last night was real rough. How was I going to get to sleep? Well, the chicken soup helped a lot. And I didn't cough throughout the night, but when I woke up this morning, I, I made up for it. I said, oh, no. And the worst thing is because of all the coughing, my lower back was giving out <laughs> eventually. And I, um, I started going into these coughing fits where when I felt one coming, I had to get into like a fetal position. So I had some adequate support for my back so it didn't sp I didn't lock up. The back has since been fine. I sat in horse stance for about um, 15 minutes today. And that thoroughly exhausts the entire region, which is great because it kills all the spasms. It gets you strong. I feel all right. I, I don't know. I'll probably have to do that more tomorrow. But... Anyway, I'm feeling a lot better. I'm sorry I had to take yesterday off. It threw a lot of things, a wrench into a lot of things. Uh, Bill Ottman from Minds.com is coming on next week. He's coming on next week on the 18th. He'll be coming on in between Rich Barris on the 17th and Roseanne Barr on the 18th. And then we have Kathy O'Brien after that. Uh, and, then, uh, and then we have... Uh, Timothy Alberino. Oh, it's going to be a great week next week. But tonight, the uh, the shortest straw was drawn by Corey Daniel, who I have to find another day for him. I'm trying to see if I can bring him on for a, a half, maybe a, the second half, a second half guest on the 25th or something. There's barely any days or hours left in in Halloween now. Because also on Halloween night, we're going to have a mostly call-in show. We'll do some grab bags, some headlines of anything big that happens that day. Uh, Robert Phoenix is coming on to do a quick 15 to 20 minute astro update because on the 31st begins Mars in retrograde. That doesn't end until, as he told me, until Friday the 13th in January, which is a big time for witch hunts. And if you think about that, the time that that's going to cover, all that time between Election Day and inaugurations and God knows whatever the hell's coming in Eastern uh, Europe and the fact that the entire financial system in all countries are teetering on the brink of collapse, it could be pretty interesting. But we're also going to be taking a lot of your spooky stories that night. That's spooky enough as it is. But I told Corey Daniel that at the very least, you have to come in on the Halloween show with a your best spooky story from the desert. So I'm, I'm making do with the time that I have. And uh, I, I rather like filling in 
the calendar and making sure that the shows flow and there's variety. It's a, it's a, I don't know, it's just something I love doing. So that's what I have <coughs> for the rest of next week. As for tonight, I cleared a lot of things. Matt said he'll be stopping by, so he'll be riding shotgun in a little bit. But tonight is going to be about the blinding, the blinding level of news that is coming out and the amount of news that is coming out so quickly. I um, I don't even know how to... I, I'm going to miss a lot of things tonight, and we have so much to do. The first hour is going to be dense AF. And then the second hour, we will take some calls. I've got Babylon B headlines to do, a few other things with, with Matt here. That second hour should fly by, but the first hour is going to be what the hell? I want to thank my sponsors, uh, both SecretNatureCBD.com, which Tyler William of Secret Nature is going to be coming on uh, later on in the month. That's going to be a good one. And because um, I want to talk about the regula- regulatory hell that has been built up around the cannabis plant and the, oh, the uh, Obama administration, pretty much, uh, making that very, that empty, that empty olive branch to precisely zero prisoners in federal penitentiaries who are only there for nothing but possession. It was completely empty thing. So I wanted to use that to actually talk about the plant and the human body and how it actually, uh, eerily enough, goes together. And it seems to have been made to go together. So we'll talk about that. But in the meantime, you can get acquainted with the plant. High in CBD, low in THC. So you don't get stoned and it's legal in all 50 states. And even, even if you had a little... Even if you had a little, if that's the only thing that you uh, that that you did wrong, you'd be let out because of Joe Biden. You know, if it was illegal, if that was the only crime you committed that day, you would have. That's it. You'd be free, scot free. So take heart. Joe Biden's got you covered. Go to SecretNatureCBD.com, use promo code Frankly, and then go over to BlueMonsterPrep.com and get yourself prepped for the winter. Prep because a lot of your friends and family think you're a nut. And those are the people you have to go, I told you. By the way, I have some hamburger helper for you if you're hungry. You know, stuff like that. BlueMonsterPrep.com. Love them both down and everybody else on the affiliates page on QuiteFrankly.tv. All right, let's get into our... It's like I never left, right? Let's get into our show here let's get into our grab bag oh the way i just missed the one of the best one of the best solos on the entire load album but hey it's whatever we can listen to music some of the night all right let's go into the grab bag what bag shall we grab first let's see here open up brave Headline from The Guardian, I think. Just stop oil, activists. Throw soup at Van Gogh's sunflowers. That's right. They threw tomato soup at Vincent Van Gogh's sunflower painting. Protesters then glued themselves to the wall beneath the... It was probably... The best thing is that it was probably a glue based in petroleum. Much of the glue is either petroleum or, of course, melted down horses... Um, protesters then glue themselves to the wall behind the painting at National Gallery in London. They, yeah, I don't know what they thought they were doing, but they're, they're always so ugly. It's always ugly people. 
9.9 times out of 10. It's always ugly people. That's number one. I'm talking about physically ugly people. They're ugly inside as well. But still, um, I don't know about you, but I'm convinced. You see, once again, what are these creatures for real? Who created these creatures? What do they think that they are for? Because there was one time when the leftist activist crowd, they would lay down their lives to protect art, the sanctity of art, to protect free speech, to protect the right for a person to be able to decide what does or does not go inside of their body, to be the arbiter of human choice to every extreme you can bring that choice perhaps but still that's what they were but now they love art they love culture they love democracies just as much as isis does and it's just uh i just hope that these little creatures look look at these empty headed weird skeletal figures well not the women the women gorge and they're all very bulbous but look at that skeletal boy on the right hand side very weird, aren't they? Strange creatures. An odd-looking duck. I hope they all turned into their cell phones. That's made of petroleum mostly. And then, of course, the silicon and whatever the hell else is mined out of the poorest parts of Africa. And then most of your clothes, too. Right down to those blue jeans of yours. Petroleum. Did you know that? Go ahead. See what else petroleum makes. All right, uh, next one up, we have this. This is from the BBC. Uh, we are going over to the BBC now. Here's the headline. Lab-grown brain cells play video game Pong. Lab-grown brain cells. Researchers have grown brain cells in a lab that have learned to play the 1970s tennis-like video game Pong. They say their mini-brain can sense and respond to its environment. Dr. Brett Kagan of the company Vor uh, Cortical Labs claims to have created the first sentient lab-grown brain in a dish. Other experts describe the work as exciting, but calling the brain cell sentient is going too far. I would just like to introduce you guys and gals to the congressman of the future. That's what this is right here. The year is 2095, and we're down in... In, uh, in Hank Johnson's old district in Georgia. And they are about to make history by electing the first ever lab-grown politician. This is the beginning. I promise you that. I won't be around in 2095, but I promise you that they are going to be growing, cognitively limited, and very easily controllable, docile, public figures in a lab and that is what is going to be our so-called representatives if there's any country at all left at that point so welcome to the future that's it i know it's just playing pong right now at least that's what they're showing us but i i would want i just wanted to introduce you to the congressman of the future the aoc was probably the prototype to be honest all right here's another headline for you that i thought was pretty funny because we were talking about catfishes and all that other stuff last week headline from the miami herald fake astronaut scams woman for thirty thousand dollars landing fee to return to earth and the idiot paid it a japanese woman hey what's going on matt hello francis how you doing i'm good how are you i'm feeling okay today well, that's great. How's the cat? I heard the cat's not feeling well. Oh, she seems to be getting better. 
She ate a bunch of food today and is starting to run around. Oh, she's bouncing back then. Yep. That's good. That's good to hear. Okay, well, uh, here we go. A Japanese woman has was scammed out of thousands of dollars in an international romance scam, according to police. The 65-year-old woman in Higashiomi City met a man on Instagram who claimed to be a Russian astronaut working aboard the International Space Station. Japanese outlet Yomiuri Shibun reported, citing the Shiga Prefectural Police Higashiomi Police Station, October 7th news release. The two met in June and continued messaging for months. The astronaut told the woman he loved her and proposed to her, the outlet reported, citing police. He told her they could get married when he returned to Earth. (laughs) (laughs) The scam astronaut asked the woman to send him money for a landing fee. Oh, my God. (laughs) And rocket expenses. To return to Earth, we can. Hey, listen, we can. Can you imagine the Russians telling their their cosmonauts and astronauts, "We can get you up there, but you got to find a way back." It used to be like that, actually, with them. Yeah, uh, it, it makes you strong. <laughs> yeah. It makes you strong. The scam asked the scam astronaut told him he needs landing fee and rocket expenses. Uh, the woman sent him five payments between August and September, totaling about $30,000, or 4.4 million yen. Still, the scammer continued to ask for money, prompting the woman to contact the police. Higashiomi City is about 260 miles southwest of Tokyo. I hope she learned her lesson. How close is it to Nagasaki? I don't know. Naga, Naga, Naga be here anymore. That's what I tell you. Um, Let's see here. Oh, you know what this reminds me of? When we were talking about catfish last week, um, and I was telling the story about Chrissy, there's an integral part. There's probably a couple of details that I forgot that if Anthony were here, he would be like, oh, you forgot this, you forgot that. And I'm so happy that that King called in. When I got home, Lauren was like, I knew King was going to call in about that story. And Lauren could have called in. I told her, I said, why didn't you call in? You lived through that too. She was really freaked out about that whole thing. Um, but I, I, uh, when she said, I, I knew King was going to call, and I said, I was banking on it. I was banking on King calling in there. Um, but one of the things that I forgot when we, were, when we started realizing that we, that me, us, the entire audience started getting scammed by this girl who was faking having cancer, I, um, I said, okay, well, we have to figure out who she is. And the first thing that came to mind was Skip. Skip was the guy that we went to with the care package that we made for Chrissy. And we were going to send to her house. Because Skip, uh, all of his main jobs, he always had like a, a main job, a salaried job. And then he would do side jobs, you know, armed security, um, things like that. And, and I would, um, and he, but w- most of his main jobs, he was working and heading up shipping and receiving departments and, and all that stuff for places like Diageo or, you know, Unilever and all these other places. Either way, we got in touch with him. I said, Skip, listen, you got to help me out. You remember a couple years ago, we, we gave you a package to send out to Indiana, Indiana or Illinois. I think it was Indiana. Said you've got to go back and find a package for one Chrissy Mason or whatever, and and he went and he he said okay let me let me take a look and he went through a couple of years of of uh, shipping 
records that he had on had on his end, and he found the address that he sent it to. Said thank you so much, my man. And so I took that, and uh, we went and did a little research, and that's really when we zeroed in on everything. That's how I found I, I found her neighborhood, and I found her neighborhood watch leader. I called the neighborhood watch leader, let them know that they have a psycho living next door, things like that. So I, I left Skip out of that story. He was a main part in the exposing of Chrissy. Um, yes, yes. So, all right. So I wanted to put that up. And here's one more thing I thought was hilarious. This is from The Bite, futurism.com. It's a metaverse. It's a metaverse story. Here it is. $1.2 billion metaverse horrified by report that it only had 38 active users. <laughs> and one of them is Mark Zuckerberg, that loser. Anyone telling you that there's a metaverse today that has worked is lying through their teeth. That's the quote. Metaverse Project Decentraland, a sandbox environment that allows users to buy and sell virtual real estate, isn't exactly teeming with people despite billions of dollars in valuations. Remember, I, is this the place where somebody spent hundreds of thousands of dollars to have a digital house next to Snoop Dogg? Is that... I remember people making ridiculous purchases in this fake world. Um... Companies betting on Metaverse futures simply have not made much headway. In fact, according to data aggregator DapRadar, the Ethereum-based world Decentraland has only 38 active users over a period of 24 hours, a confoundingly low number, especially considering the company has a market cap of a whopping $1.2 billion. Decentraland pushed back, though, saying that active users are defined as unique blockchain wallet addresses that interact with its system. Uh, as Coinbase explains, that means that users who simply log in to chat or interact with others aren't being counted. DAP Radar doesn't track our users, only people interacting with our contracts, Decentraland's creative uh, director Sam Hamilton told Coindesk, adding that uh, platform averages around 8,000 users on an average day, which anybody who plays Call of Duty knows how pathetic 8,000 users it's is. Nothing. That is pathetic. Uh, of course, even 8,000 users on a given day is dismal for something that's supposed to be the future of online communities. If blockchain is the underlying economic mechanism of the endeavor, it's outright embarrassing if only a few dozen transactions are happening per day. So, yeah, well, that's, I mean... You know there's not a lot of people going on because you haven't heard anyone say, oh, I was sexually harassed, or you know what I mean? Like, shit like that. If people were getting sexually harassed, there would at least be there'd at least be a million guys going on hoping that somebody would harass them. In fact, there's probably that, that would probably make a million extra people going on, most of them guys, harassing each other, some of them pretending to be girls. And I would just go on and kill myself in front of people. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's why I said I, I tried. I tried like hell to get you to get Mike, to get Anthony, to get Mike May, everybody, to go on a content, uh, a network content endeavor for the show on the network where we would all get on uh, Red Dead Redemption or Friday the 13th once a week, maybe on a weekend, late at night or whatever the hell it is, we get together 
and we just do ridiculous things like kill ourselves in, in, in fun ways or jump off of train bridges with a horse. You know, just the way that we used to do that would be hilarious. It, it was a lot of fun. And it would be it would be for live on air. I'm telling wait till I get a PS five. What are you waiting for? You have to like sign up to get one, bro. You can't just go in the store and get one. Well, I what I would say is get yourself a used PS I'm still I'm not gonna buy PS five. I'm gonna use PS four. I, I've actually bought an extra used PS4 to put downstairs in the basement so that I can do streams late night and not wake people up for whenever we do do all that. You should just get a PS4 again. All the best games are on PS4 anyway. All right, one last thing before we hit the uh, the intro. Studyfinds.com. This is going to shock a lot of people. Bird Song, the song of birds, can reduce anxiety and paranoia, study reveals. You know what this means? In related news, it just means get the hell outside. It's not necessarily the song of birds. It's the environment you're in. You can hear the songs of birds when you're being locked inside of a, a padded room. It's not going to do very much for you. Be outside. I don't know why, how these studies continue to get money thrown at it. You can throw that money at me, please. I can do a lot of good with it. We can do so much expansion here. It'd be amazing. We would have our own viewing room inside of the metaverse. You can go and hang out in a virtual living room with all of your best friends on the internet and sexually harass each other watching this show. Stop with these stupid studies. All right, well, with that all done and behind us, we get started. We'll be right back, talk to you in a bit. stand up to us, then they all might stand up. Those puny little ants outnumber us a hundred to one. And if they ever figure that out, there goes our way of life. It's not about food. It's about keeping those ants in line. That's why we're going back. Does anybody else want to stay? Let's ride! It is. Hey there, little red riding hood. You sure are looking good. You're everything a big bad wolf could want. Sam the Sham. Listen to me. You like this song, Matt? Yeah. I do. I don't think little big girls should. Great record. Great record. Old woods alone. That's right, they shouldn't. You should have a shotgun by your side at least. Especially if you're walking through the woods in Malmo, Sweden. I could defeat any animal that would try and attack me in the woods. If you were in the woods and you had nothing and a wolf if a wolf came at you, how would you how would you um how would you go about defeating it? I would charge at it and that shit would 
would run away. It would be you and the wolf charging at each other. Let's say it doesn't run away and it and it. He's leaps. gonna run away because I'm gonna wait till I get really close to him. I'm gonna pick my fucking hands up and scream really fucking loud, and he's gonna get afraid. But okay, because it's gonna be like this thing's not afraid of me, and then all of a sudden, like, like two fucking things come up like that. And what if it, it has a fucking loud noise? What if it has partners? Afraid. It usually has partners. That's fine. I could fucking swing around. I have fists, bro. I could defeat them. What are they going to do? I'll give them one arm to bite. What are they going to do? <laughs> I'll give them one arm to bite, and when one's biting me, I can knock it out. I can gouge its eye out, then let the other one... <laughs> You're going to give it an arm to bite. Here, take Sometimes this. You have to. you have to sacrifice some damage to, to inflict more damage. I would try to keep both of my arms. You can ask Rocky Marciano about that, bro. You have to take some damage to give some damage. Yeah, well, he wasn't fighting wolves. He probably could have. Yeah, he probably could have. Well, yeah, a couple of well, Honestly, I would much rather fight a wolf than fight uh, a, a, a a mountain lion. Uh, no, you wouldn't. I mean, obviously, really? if, if it's a wolf by itself, yeah. But a mountain lion, because a mountain lion has claws and teeth. The fucking wolf just has teeth. Well, that's what I'm talking about. I would rather. De- I would. I, I, it's not oh, you a- said you would rather fight a wolf than a mountain lion. Yes. Oh, okay. I yes, know. yes, yes. Because yeah, because I'm thinking about the cl- the the ability to, to yeah. swipe and grab. Well, dude, you remember you saw when I brought uh, the bobcat and the, the Fisher cat was vicious too, bro. Yeah, I saw that Fisher cat. And that thing had big ass paws, and it's just a little tiny forest cat, fucking forest dweller. Have you seen any forest dwelling cats recently? No. What was the last exotic animal you have caught? Um, actually, for the first time ever, I had to go pick up an, a dead owl. I mean, I didn't catch it, but that was like uh, the only other owl thing I had was like over ten years ago, probably. It was already dead. Yeah. Where did you? Where was it? Like in a in a garage? So we we do the town, one of the local towns here. We, if it's in their road or whatever, we pick like deer up for them and shit like that. So it was in the neighboring town. Okay. So it was already dead. Was it a big one or a small one? It's big, bro. Yeah. Big owl. Yeah. It was. I mean, I couldn't tell exactly what kind it was. Was but it? Yeah, did it, it look like the owl thing. from Bambi? I don't know. I'd seen Bambi when I was a little kid in the movie theater, and I haven't seen it since. Well, you should go back to the theater sometime. I uh, should. Um, I, yes, okay, so we'll get around to, oh, wait, wait, what was the last thing I asked you to do uh, survival tips for? Was it being stuck in time travel? I think I think it was being stranded. I think I have that list, actually, at, uh, at my house. Do you have the text message of what I asked you specifically? I think it was... It was because it was around the time that we had Andrew Bashago on the show. And I said, listen, you have to give me some uh, some like top five or top ten tips of what to do if you have been stranded in uh, a time. And I, But I think there was like a sub... There was like a subset to that. I I can look. I'll check and see. But if it was a... It might, I might, my phone might not save it. It doesn't really save. Trying to remember. Phone. Okay. Well, anyway, I'll, I'll, we'll figure that out. Um, all right. So, Matt, while you're doing that, I have to run through some, some really crazy things here, and you can chime in whenever you like. 
because what I have seen here this week, and uh, we're, we would be able to do this piecemeal uh, over the course of a couple of days if I didn't have um, if I didn't have a day off yesterday that I didn't, I didn't intend on having. But what I noticed is that there is such incredible, incredible amount of news coming out all at once in just just this week alone. It has been a dizzying week for news, as I said in the the title of tonight's show. Um, and it started a little bit late last week. First of all, we had the Tulsi Gabbard sniping the DNC for whatever the hell that's worth. What For whatever it's her. worth. What? I met Tulsi. I know you met her. Picture with her. It was kismet. Tulsi Gabbard, she goes after the DNC, leaves it and, uh, for whatever the hell that's worth. We put all disclaimers on that one there, too. Then we have Alexandria from Yorktown. She was torched in public. Um, uh, over the last couple of days, that was incredible. It, we we you continuing you we're continuing to see this Fetterman guy in Pennsylvania who is such a just such an odd situation. Uh, I I don't know. I, I have not spoken about him a lot because I usually just end up staring at the guy. Uh he's like a biblical golem. Seriously, a walking, mumbling, lumpy blob of clay. I have no, I really have nothing to say. About, it's very odd. And then, you know, he's, he's opposed by Dr. Oz. I really can care less about either of them. Uh, I understand the, the, uh, the, the, the need to keep a, some kind of a red versus blue game, the red edge in the Senate. But this is such a weird situation. Very, very weird. And the fact that he represents this John Fetterman guy, the fact that he represents what may be the first in a new class of vaccine-injured politicians is something that is strangely horrific. Like it's from a horror film. Very weird. Because he's got, he, like I say, he's a, just a bulbous, lumpy blob of clay. And he's, I feel, I, I don't, weird. It's just odd. Everything about it's weird. But anyway... Uh, the people who are trying to talk about this in a in a in a responsible way, especially uh, people who are on the quote unquote left, they are getting destroyed. You, and, and Glenn Greenwald pointed it out here too. He oh, look at this. This is uh, Democrats because John Fetterman, wherever he goes, he has a very very hard time communicating. He seems confused. He can't re- really respond to questions in a in a meaningful way. He's jumping all over. Invades evades any and all questions about his health, whether or not his doctors have signed on for him uh, to, to take up the, the task of such a rigorous uh, public position or the, the office itself. Listen to this. Glenn Greenwald, which is a part of a, a bigger thread that we'll read through as well. He says, Democrats and their media allies, most employees of the corporate media, are so accustomed to journalists refusing to question or criticize Democrat Party leaders that they are genuinely shocked and outraged on the rare occasion that it happens. They believe it's immoral because it quote-unquote helps fascism. And he, uh, he attaches that to a one-minute-long clip of uh, this sunny woman on The View. She's a, she, one of many dumb women on this show. Uh, she attacks NBC's Dasha Burns, saying it's inappropriate for her to admit that Fetterman is struggling. Quote, maybe she's bad at small talk. Maybe it's her, Whoopi chides. Sonny claims Burns broke journalistic ethics and defends Fetterman, saying uh, she too requires 
closed captions. Oh, my God. I actually thought it was inappropriate that she said during small talk uh, before our yeah. interview. Maybe she's bad at small talk. Maybe yeah, it was maybe, her. Maybe it's her. <laughs> I just feel that, you know, I don't know what, if it was an off-the-record conversation, if the entire interview was off the record, but I know, Sarah, you've interviewed people. We interview people, and we have small talk before. That is generally not something that you mention during <laughs> when you're being interviewed by an anchor. The other thing that, that I had a problem with when she's describing all of this, I mean, I don't know about everybody else, but I love closed caption. I watch all of my series closed caption because yeah. I can't sometimes understand the accents that, that people are using and I don't understand things. And it's very helpful in terms of processing. And yeah. I don't have a cognitive disorder. And so that's the second thing. And, and the last thing I'll say. So what does that mean? Well, I, I don't get it. Why are you bringing that up? I don't think she's like a neurosurgeon or a neurologist, but my friend Sanjay Gupta is. And Sanjay Gupta said the following. <laughs> Sanjay Gupta. Whoa, she's got a friend. She's got a neurosurgeon friend, a neurologist friend. Yeah, go get him, Sonny. Think about the stupid amoeba brains that are in this audience. Said processing issue is not a comprehension issue, as Sarah just said. He says he does not appear to have a problem with cognition. He's responding quickly. He supposedly took a. Oh yeah, he makes sounds. Yeah, he, yeah. When when somebody speaks to him, he immediately starts making sounds in resp in response. He he certainly responds. Well, yeah. Uh, well, uh. A couple of tests where he performed well on those tests. He does not appear to have a problem with understanding. Okay, go ahead. Anyway, anyway, I had to bring it to, because you know I, I was watching the trending topics last week when we were actually in up in the mountains. I was watching these trending topics there uh, that were talking about Andrea Mitchell for a few hours because, of, of course, Andrea Mitchell must have, must have said something on MSNBC about John Fetterman not looking like he's comfortable taking questions and that he's having trouble He's having trouble just being in public, which he, he obviously is. And they were, just, they were devouring these crazy leftists, whoever were real people and not just bots, because um, uh, the, the, the anti-Lee Zeldin bots, they were out there. I told you, whenever I tweet something, um, I get some response from the people who voluntarily follow me, people on our side of the, of the aisle and all that stuff. I, I told you how many times that I'm in an echo chamber. Many people are on Twitter. Um, it, there's very rarely a tweet that I put out there that has any kind of crossover, and I start getting trolls and shit like that. But I did... Um, I put out a uh, a few thoughts about how outside uh, north of White Plains it is like Lee Zeldin everywhere. Hell yeah! And, and and that's just because and and that is also that was in response to a uh, a small little story of people noticing that Lee Zeldin for governor signs were popping up all over the city. Mm -hmm. Are they? Yeah, inside of, inside of businesses and all that stuff. So. Um, and and and, of, and you have these brain dead liberals, or I can't, I gotta stop calling them liberals. You got these brain dead Democrats that are just like, oh, it's New York, uh, yeah, yeah. There's nothing above White Plains. There's nobody there. N ladies and gentlemen, listen to this. We have 20.2 million people in New York. There's about 8 million people in New York City. Of those 8 million people, not everybody is going to vote. They're not going to vote monolithically. That's number one. That's number two. You take that and you subtract it from 20.2 million, and there's plenty of room for New York State to go in one way or another. Of course, then you have to consider what Democrats are willing to do to 
<laughs> to hold on to dear life. That's a, that's the other story. But yeah, that started coming out. Um, I, I started getting pelted by people who were like, yeah, no, 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 Zelda in this, Zelda, out of nowhere. So there's obviously some triggers there that are in place. Anyway. Um, trolls were on Twitter? Yeah, but it's like I'm saying, it's, it's not. I'm almost, I'm almost about ready to come back. I mean, you you could, but there's been a culling. We'll talk about that too. It's part of the the the, uh, oh, the no, news. I'm gonna get kicked off again real quick, but I'm I'm just waiting around midterm time. So it's I give less than a, a month. Tweets get kicked off. Uh, come back again in 2024. Make a couple tweets. Get kicked off. Well, then Trump will win. When do you then think I'll be put back? When do you think your four tweets are gonna be most effective in 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 uh, moving the needle for the midterms? Because you should probably do it quick. I'm waiting for. Uh, it, It'll. It's coming soon. Okay, it's, it's the fourteenth. Coming soon. When is it? November what? November seventh or eighth? Right. It's the day after Mike's birthday. The day after Mark's birthday. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Andrea Mitchell was getting destroyed, and she was getting eaten alive by these catty demons as well. Which is again the biggest reason why I say Democrats are losing support with everyone who isn't an overeducated white neckbeard male and their she masters they're, they're just not they don't have any appeal to anybody you need to have a political bondage fetish to be a leftist you 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 can only you can only survive in democrat leftist circles if you either enjoy having your will broken or if you enjoy doing the breaking there is there's nothing there's nothing voluntary and nothing mutually beneficial about the life on the left. You are, it, you're living on, a, on the whim of others, a very radical, crazy, and uneasy majority from day to day. And it's showing. It's showing in how they completely lost uh, Hispanic American voters. They've lost them. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they're going to make it up. Of course, we know how they're going to make it up, but still... Uh, let's go on with this Glenn Greenwald thread because it called uh, attention once again to the larger issue with the magicians in the media. He said in 2020, the CBS Bo Knows News was one of the few who did his job by asking Biden about his deals in Ukraine and China as revealed by Hunter's laptop. Media people widely attacked him for pushing Kremlin propaganda based on CIA lie that the laptop was Russian dis- disinformation. He goes on to say the same thing happened. When a few CNN personalities liberated, uh, required, now uh, to only criticize Democrats, were viciously maligned for suggesting Biden's speech weaponizing the military was inappropriate. It's all about training journalists. You'll be punished if you criticize Democrats. For decades, examining the physical and mental health of of politicians seeking high office is journalistically required. Of course, the public should know. Fetterman's post-stroke capabilities. Nobody disputes this. His Senate win is a vital and therefore questioning him is barred. It just needs to, and, uh, and I just need to remind you again, right before the 2020 election, this is Glenn Greenwald speaking, most of the U.S. corporate media spread an absolute lie that the Hunter laptop was Russian disinformation. Everyone knows it's a lie. Not one of them has apologized or retracted. And... And if Alex Jones is any kind of a barometer for what should come down on networks like CNN, they should be completely decimated by fines in the billions and billions of dollars. In the billions of dollars. Many billions. 
Everyone from John Clapper on down and up should have a billion dollars worth of fines each. Also, speaking of Twitter, Dr. Peter McCullough. This is just a couple of days ago. Dr. Peter McCullough was finally banned on Twitter as well. I was surprised at how long he lasted, and thank God he did, because he was one of the few people that were putting out really, really good information about what was being done to us medically, uh, or I should say pharmaceutically, because it wasn't medicine. Then we have Zelensky, this, uh, this puppet beggar over there in Ukraine, just openly hitting us up for billions at a time now. Uh, his hands out, uh, I mean, not going to make ends meet. We need this much. Here's the 11 minute and 20 second mark in this Tucker Carlson segment from uh, yesterday, about 20 hours ago. It's incredible. Listen to this. Zelensky is now shaking down our cowardly Congress for more cash at the very moment. Our own economy and our own borders are collapsing. Watch. At this time, we have two uh, key financial needs of the country. That's $38 billion to make up for the deficit of our budget for <laughs> next year. And other $17 billion that were verified by the World Bank and needed to rebuild the critical infrastructure. I'm surprised. I'm surprised that Zelensky is not in, not in the United States campaigning with Fetterman. <laughs> I'm, su- I'm surprised he's not campaigning opening up as the opening act for all of John Fetterman's appearances in Pennsylvania. Because, of course, just like how Bill de Blasio couldn't set his budget for New York City without knowing that Georgia was going to give them a Democrat win in, in the Senate, uh, he knows that he's not going to get any money. Then again, no, there's so many Republicans that would bend over backwards for this loser, too. But um, it, it just, I'm surprised he's not, he's not campaigning with John Fetterman right now. We need also uh, targeted credits in the amount of $2 billion to rebuild the electric energy infrastructure after the destruction and to expand our export to uh, Europe. We need credit limits to purchase gas and coal for the uh, future heating season. The scope of this year's support uh, should be not less than $5 billion. What? Some uppity foreigner in a t-shirt demanding money for his critical economic needs? We have critical economic needs too, buddy. Who are you, troll? Go away. I'm 100%. 100% yes. On the other hand, this this comedian is really just a figurehead for a Ukraine psyop. And he has a lot of real people underneath, real people in Ukraine looking to him to solve major issues inside of a country that, of course, uh, the, the, the issues only exist because the psychopaths running countries like ours made it so. And so they didn't allow him to compromise. They didn't allow anything. And um, they kept saying, oh, go ahead, act like a tough guy. We're right here to, to, uh, to prop you up. And now here we are in month eight of something that's getting worse and worse. And we are uh, the pimps. The pimps that have no cash but keep giving out the credit card. It's incredible. And it may get a little bit tougher. It may get a little bit tougher for Ukraine with the Starlink satellites that they've been relying on so much to fight the Russians because it's no longer going to be a pro bono contribution from Elon Musk. Listen to this. Uh, Musk demands Pentagon foot Starlink Ukraine bill after being told to fuck off by one of the diplomats from Ukraine. 
because Elon Musk, at least publicly, has been of the opinion that there needs to be a compromise and an end to the war right now. And uh, no, that, that, that can't happen. Well, okay, then you're going to kill us all then. Elon Musk's SpaceX has been a generous in providing free Starlink satellite internet terminals for Ukraine's military to boost communication channels as the war enters its eighth month. Musk recently tweeted the Ukrainian operation has cost SpaceX $80 million and will exceed $100 million by the end of the year. But for those charitable donations of more than 20,000 Starlink terminals and counting have just come to an abrupt end. CNN obtained a new letter that SpaceX sent to the Pentagon warning about the need for, for funding to maintain the service in the war-torn country, which costs upward of $20 million per month, and most of it has been footed by SpaceX. The letter continued with the need for the Pentagon to take over Starlink expenses. So there you go. There's another $20 million uh, a month that we, the taxpayer, is going to have to uh, foot because you know that the Pentagon is not going to let this lapse. In the next 20, in the next 12 months, Starlink forecasts that the services would cost upward of 400 million. We are not in a position to further donate terminals to Ukraine or fund the existing terminals for an indefinite period of time, SpaceX Director of Government Sales wrote in a letter. Musk on Friday confirmed the letter as he responded to a Kiev Post reporter on Twitter saying he only followed the advice of a Ukrainian diplomat who told him to fuck off. There he is. Musk also said Starlink is losing money and the goal is to not go bankrupt. So we also, and I'm not telling you, this is just as a little bit, a little bit of the news that has been going on this week. You can pick any one of these things and have a full-throated conversation and debate about one thing or another, any aspect of them. We also hear that this week that the feds are officially investigating Musk for his behavior during the, the Twitter acquisition, the acquisition process. And simultaneously, if you've been on Twitter and have any sort of a following, any sort of a following, even if it's just more than a thousand people that follow you, you'll probably notice that you lost some followers this last week. There's a huge culling of users going on. I have a small, relatively small account compared to other people. I lost a few thousand followers. I was like, whoa, because it never goes up. Every, everything that I run, everything that I run, at least visually, just is frozen in place. Every account I have is just visually frozen. The rumble is growing short, uh, slowly but surely, but everything is just frozen in place. So I can tell when things go down or even if things go up because it would have to be a dramatic increase or decrease. Um, and that's just seemingly overnight. This is going on. So I don't know what the culling is about. Uh, it can't be about bots or left-wing accounts would be suffering major losses as well. So it just must be so many different things at, at once. Who knows? Uh, let's keep going with the news, please. Because then we had Joe Biden saying that his son died. He lost his life in Iraq. Bo Biden lost his life in Iraq. Now, uh, I, I, it's either he lied or he just forgot the circumstances surrounding his son's death. I don't know what's worse. He forgot, so he lied. Could be. I, I don't know. But it was only a few weeks ago that he forgot that Jackie Walorski died altogether. So, I mean, you just don't know where, where you're going with that. On top of that, we have the, um, the Durham trials that's been going on. We covered this before I had my little coughing break. Uh, what we've been learning during the, during the, the, the Durham trials, the FBI, we know, is paying, paying hundreds of thousands of dollars, uh, hundreds of thousands at least, Dan Igor Danchenko got at least $200,000 from the FBI, but they had offered him a million. 
They offered him a million if he can verify anything that he was getting from Christopher Steele, which was all bogus bullshit, and he couldn't do it. But they went ahead with it anyway with the FISA spy warrants. So we had got that. But yesterday, uh, yesterday it was reported and it was put out there that longtime Clinton associate Charles Dolan testified that he lied about the claim. He lied about the claim that was made into the dossier. All the claims that he made that was put into the dossier or about the dossier was lies, which is, you know, you can say how, how big of a blow is that. It's just a reminder that it often gets lost in all this stuff here because I guess a lot of people are just not paying attention anymore and they don't think anything's going to come of it anyway. But it's just that, yeah, we are ringing up lower-level bagmen right now, but whether we're talking about the feds or Danchenko or Steele or Glenn Simpson or Fusion GPS, always remember that behind all of that, funding the entire thing and creating the predicate for them to work in tandem to make this happen against Donald Trump was that cackling bitch Hillary Clinton. This all goes back to her. All of it. It's just incredible. And if you needed any more proof, if you needed any more proof that the Biden administration is really just Obama with an old white geriatric face, then listen to this. This also came out this week. Here you go. The Kingdom of Saudi Arabia have confirmed that Joe Biden attempted to coerce them or at least push them to postpone all the oil cuts that they were, they were planning on making until after the midterms. Yes. And they made this announcement right here. Uh, Where does it come down? The government of the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia would first like to express its total rejection of these statements. Let's say up top. An official at the Foreign Ministry of the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia stated that the governments of the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia has viewed the statements issued about the kingdom following the OPEC decision announced on October 5th which have described the decision as the kingdom of taking sides in international conflicts that is particularly motivated against the United States of America. The government of the kingdom of Saudi Arabia would like to express its rejection of these statements. They're not based on facts, which are based on portraying the OPEC decision of lowering their oil production out of its purely economic context. This decision was was taken unanimously by all member states of OPEC group. The kingdom affirms that the outcomes of OPEC meetings are adopted through consensus among member states that they are not based on the unilateral decision by a single country. These outcomes are based purely on economic considerations that take into account maintaining balance of supply and demand in the oil market, as well as aim to limit volatility that does not serve the interests of consumers and producers, and has always been the case within OPEC. The OPEC group makes its decisions independently in accordance with established uh, independent practices. Uh, The government of kingdom of Saudi Arabia would also like to clarify that based on its belief in the importance of dialogue and exchange of views with its allies and partners outside of OPEC uh, regarding the situation in the oil markets, the government of the kingdom clarified through its continuous consultation with the U.S. administration that all economic analysis analyses indicate that postponing the OPEC decision for a month according to what has been suggested would have a negative economic consequence or consequences. So it has been suggested, please don't cut oil for another month. That puts us, that puts us past the midterm election. Because you want to know what the biggest thing there is. The biggest thing here is 
about the um, the 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 push the push this off, push this off. It's another Medvedev moment where uh, Barack Obama says, "Hey, listen, uh, just tell tell Vlad to, to chill out until after the the midterms. I'll have a lot more flexibility with missile placement in Eastern Europe after that." The same thing goes for here because what it will always tell you, what it reflects here, is once again. They, have, they don't care about how we are going to suffer from the fact that OPEC and these, these, uh, these Middle Eastern oil-producing countries that we have made ourselves artificially dependent on are going to cut oil off and therefore probably jack up the prices of the gasoline and the utilities that we use over here, all energy costs over here, and products that were, are, are using petroleum-based materials to be able to be created, like your jeans, your boots, all that stuff. Uh, but the other thing there, too, is... It's a tacit admission that domestic energy production will never be on the table for the U.S. under Joe Biden and whoever the hell is working him like a goddamn ventriloquist dummy. They will never. It doesn't matter what Saudi Arabia does with their oil production. We can be completely free of any foreign, any foreign energy products. We can be completely free, completely free, swimming in cheap energy completely free but that is never going to happen it's like when democrats say you can't cut taxes it's going to explode the deficit why because they never intend on stop spending if you if you cut down the income of the government but you never intend on ever cutting spending then of course it's going to explode the deficit it's just uh it's incredible it's just incredible putting this aside because i want to get this all done in the first hour we did this again the other night Pfizer, Pfizer admitting again that they never tested the gene therapies for virus, protect, uh, for, uh, virus prevention. They never tested it at all. They admitted it in Europe. They didn't admit it here, but it was admitted. And when you can't, again, juxtapose that against Alex Jones being hit with a billion dollars for his insensitive reporting of Sandy Hook, it makes you wonder what kind of punishments should be levied against people like Rachel Maddow for their claims about a therapy that needlessly injured and killed many at this point. It makes you wonder. That also happened this week. Then, even scarier in that regard, is the state of California. California makes it illegal, this is the New York Post, for doctors to disagree with politicians. Uh, Conformity of thought is now required, whether it is online, on college campuses, or if you are in California in a physician-patient relationship. PayPal recently introduced a $2,500 fine for anyone involved in the, quote, sending, posting, or publication of any messages, content, or materials that, in PayPal's sole discretion, promote misinformation. After a firestorm of criticism, PayPal withdrew the policy, claiming the whole thing was a misunderstanding that was not official. But California physicians have had no such relief. Governor Gavin Newsom recently signed California Assembly Bill 2098, making it the first state to attempt to censor what physicians can say about COVID-19 to their patients. This is a dangerous and likely unconstitutional effort that other states must resist. The statute instructs that, quote, it shall constitute unprofessional conduct for a physician and surgeon to disseminate misinformation or disinformation related to COVID-19, including false or misleading information regarding the nature and risks of the virus, its prevention and treatment, and the development, safety, and effectiveness of COVID-19 vaccines. 
COVID law requires the Medical Board of California to take action up to and including license revocation against any licensed physician charged with unprofessional conduct. Can you, I mean, just think about that. You go to school to learn about the human body, the human immune system, how it responds to certain drugs, to certain herbs, the history of those drugs, the history of case, case studies that gives you any kind of, a, uh, any kind of bearing in a, uh, approaching individual patients in your practice who might respond differently to one thing or another, who have different allergies, who have whatever. Every body, every single body is different. And also, if you are a doctor, you should be able to ascertain through all of the interactions you have with patients in your practice of what the trends are with those patients. What are you seeing in your personal experience? What are they responding to? How, uh, how many people have you lost to one disease or another based on what you have prescribed, what you are legally allowed to prescribe, whether it's off-label or not? They're telling you you can't do you, you, like What do you go to medical school for? What do you go to medical school for? This is just crazy, and they take Dr. Peter McCullough off of Twitter because he's dangerous to listen to. He's dangerous to read. I mean, we even had weird little stories getting around this week, like the explosions heard at the FBI. Listen to this. This was 54 minutes land speculation on on, uh, YouTube. This is 54 minutes of explosions that were heard. Land speculation here on YouTube. Uh, As you hear behind us, there are explosions going off in the streets of Washington, D.C., emanating from the rooftop of the FBI headquarters down on Pennsylvania Avenue. And it's very loud. And they are happening every 10 to 20 seconds. We don't know what they are. Uh, and we're going we're gonna to try to figure it out, I guess. Keep, figure, keep trying to figure it out. Uh, as you can see, the streets of D.C. are pretty quiet. Yeah, they're always like that. This type of night. It's weird. But, yeah, loud explosions behind us here. So what they did was they pinpointed it to the FBI building, and uh, there's all the, all the lights on on the seventh, seventh floor, and people were wondering what the hell it could be. Uh, WUSA 9, it's a CBS channel, they came out and they said, the FBI blames pressure relief valve for frightening bangs at headquarters. Said no one and the public was at risk. That is, uh, that was the official response to the whole thing. Now, they do have a, a roof cam where you see these expulsions, these expulsions of either steam or smoke or whatever every time there is a loud, loud bang, but geez. That sounds an awful light, an awful lot like gunfire, but it's coming from places like, uh, the FBI headquarters in Northwest D.C., which, you know, might be a little concerning. Uh Uh-huh, so you might be wondering why is it coming, what, what, what is this noise? Why is it coming from the FBI headquarters? It happened Tuesday night into Wednesday morning, and police tell us they received at least one 911 call for shots fired. But it's not gunfire. The FBI says that sound was made by steam coming from a valve. Yep. Steam coming from a valve. That's possible. I guess everything's possible, but it's just one of those little side stories that people were talking about over the week. Um, And then... And then let's go to uh, some of the bigger ones before we go to break. Here it is, Gateway Pundit. It was all staged. The Democrats have put out an astonishing, an astonishing behind the scenes at, uh, of uh, January 6th. 
behind the scenes. A behind the scenes movie, like a documentary. It's astonishing. They had film crews. Some of it were uh, some of it <clears throat> some of it were um, where it was uh, recorded by Nancy Pelosi's daughter and a film crew. That's weird. A very interesting. All all of the, the all of the insurrection. They were there in the insurrection. Yeah. Hmm. Very interesting. How much resources they were able to marshal for this little. Uh, this endeavor here. It was all set up from Ray Epps to opening the magnetic doors from the inside to the dozens of Fed operatives in the crowd to Ginger Gun to firing flash bombs and gas canisters on unsuspecting grandmas and seniors to the mass arrests of hundreds of innocent Trump supporters who were waved into the U.S. Capitol. Now we have the proof that it is all set up and then the entire thing was filmed by a pre-staged camera crew. On Thursday, CNN released never-before-seen footage of Nancy Pelosi and Mitch McConnell inside the U.S. Capitol on January 6th, the two people who refused to call in the National Guard prior to that day and during the riot. Uh, here, you watch well, it a little bit. Why is Nancy Pelosi's daughter there in the first place? Oh, because she's special. Tell them to leave the Capitol, Mr. Attorney General. They're breaking the law in many different ways. They're in one hell of a hurry, you understand? It could take days to clean it up. Never before seen video from January 6th, tonight at 8. It's the most, it's the, it's such a joke. It can take days to clean up our city, but what about the rest of the country in 2020? Days to clean up. Do you know how many hot dog wrappers there are out there right now? Just floating around? The footage was filmed by Nancy's daughter, Alexandra. Nancy's son-in-law was outside filming the insurrection. It was all staged. Julie Kelly tweeted out the CNN production on Thursday night. She said, Julie said, Holy shit, they're actually admitting it was all staged. Also notable that this is the first time off-limits Nancy Pelosi, the official primary responsible for protecting the Capitol, has made a cameo during a January 6th committee performance. It's an excellent point. Titania says, why was the film crew allowed to tag along in the secure locations with uh, Democrats during J6? And a great, excellent point, Julie said. Who filmed the footage? It wasn't done on an iPhone. It's professional-grade stuff. Are professional photographers, filmmakers allowed at Fort McNair, the secure location where congressional leaders were evacuated that to that afternoon? I wonder who would know. So they're coming out with this shit. It's so, I mean, I think, I guess the, the, the clip that was going around more and more today was the clip of Nancy Pelosi saying she wanted to punch Trump in the face and go to jail over it. Everybody probably thought that was her big girl power moment. Trump but, would beat the shit out of Nancy Pelosi. You know, I would actually like to see them fight. I would love to see them fight. I, I, would, I have not paid for a pay-per-view in years. I would gladly give $60 to see Trump and Nancy Pelosi fist fight <laughs> without gloves. I would love it. Oh, man. Uh, but the other thing is that people claim to, th uh, claim to see, have seen Ray Epps in this footage that was shot by Nancy Pelosi's daughter. They say that this this uh, they say that this guy with a Trump flag and the cell phone on top of the security tower. You mean the one that's like clearly on his own by himself right there, like because yeah. everyone else is not paying attention to him and that, he's just clearly doing something to take a picture. It's just very like, yeah. I don't know. I don't see. I don't know uh, if, if, who has confirmed this. <clears throat> because the footage of him that day that I saw, he had almost like a camel skin. A camel skin camel colored, toe. he had a camel toe, but a camel colored 
jacket on. I don't know if he went through several changes of clothes or whatever the hell it is. But, um, yeah, uh, they say dark side Seth Rich, uh, Ray Epps, that's what he is, on a security tower. And I don't know. I, it, it, even if it is him, who is he calling? We don't know. But he's been seen all over the place urging people to advance, coaching people, prodding people. And not only has he not been detained or charged, <laughs> but the media has very conveniently surrounded around him in a sympathetic fashion. Mm-hmm. A, a Trumper, a, a, a Trump supporter. I can't believe that they have, they have coalesced around a man that they, um, just by psychological profile alone, political profile alone, they should hate with all their passion. And he's not even on, uh, he hasn't even spent a day in jail. Such a load of bullshit. And ladies and gentlemen, that's finally what I want to say about some of the news that I have gotten for you this week. That is that this is, this is all, at least in part, aside from the fact that indicting Donald Trump and trying to get him in handcuffs at least for a half a day is part of their not only October surprise, but a part of the 2023 efforts to making sure that he does not run in 2024. This is all culminating with the January 6th committee LARPers subpoenaing, uh, uh, putting a voting on the subpoena for Donald Trump yesterday. Even if it gave them a momentary pause from the constant losses, the constant L's and the self-owns, they had to do something. Yes, it contributes toward the greater, the greater operation that they're, they're obviously lurching towards but uh still um that's what we have so that's a little bit not so much of a nutshell but just it's not and it's not everything what have we missed who knows maybe you call in later on or you send in a super chat and you let us know we'll be right back don't go anywhere Welcome to Intermission. We'll be right back. Yeah, Intermission. Quite frankly. 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 Quite Quite frankly. 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 Quite Quite frankly, in Roma, Italia. I really like you. You're very smart. So everybody watch. Quite frankly. With Frank. Quite frankly.
dare you. All right. I've done more talking tonight than I have in the last couple of days. It might be a short show because I need the rest of the weekend. I need the weekend. You need to rest your throat. I know. Oh, the the Yankees are are so they they, they suck. They're gonna win. The Yankees suck. No, they don't. They're gonna win. They're gonna win tomorrow. Yeah. Well, we'll see, because they look like they suck. Aaron Judge is ice cold. Ice, ice cold. Oh, you know what I mean. You know what? I gotta I gotta ask the audience this. Somebody, please, please help me with this. I've been watching the Yankees on TBS. I've been watching some playoff baseball on TBS. So I have to put up with the commercials sometimes. And this, it is so heavily saturated by bullshit. But one of the things I keep seeing are Taco Bell commercials with this Pete Davidson guy. I fucking hate that dude. Who is he? I have to ask. He's from SNL. I, I know that he had an SNL gig. but Other I, than that, he's nobody. I have to. I, I, somebody's got to make this make sense to me. I see him everywhere, this Pete Davidson. He uh, he was banging a Kardashian or something Kim. like that. What does he do? Does he have a gimmick? Because whenever I see him, he's mumble. He's inarticulate. He mumbles. He looks like he's terminally ill. He looks like a, his skin is a pale yellow. He has this terrible patchy facial hair, and he dresses like he's homeless. Can someone please tell me what Pete Pete Davidson does? Did he create a popular character? Does he have a catchphrase? Someone tell me that this jaundiced homeless man does something. Oh my god. Yeah, he looks like a real piece of shit. I don't I don't know. I don't uh, know if he's a I piece of tell. shit. He but is. I'm just saying it, it as far as as far, I I you know entertainment has always, the entertainment industry has always been it's always been glitz and glamour and you you put forward your most polished uh products and you know people are products in the entertainment industry as well. Uh, but I just don't understand what there's got to be something else like you know tiny Tim that 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 creepy that creepy like child molester weirdo with his ukulele uh, a child molester he was something some, yeah I think he would I think he was did some weird shit with kids no are you sure yeah are you sure I'm pretty sure I don't think he did you might be thinking of Gary glitter I whatever the hell it was there's a obviously the big the big thing was that he he played he's a weirdo. Yeah, he was a big weirdo. But what's Pete Davidson do? <coughs> I don't know. Girls, I think find him appealing. Girls make it. Girls make it uh, find him appealing. I think. Well, girls I mean, find him to be attractive for whatever reason. I don't know why. The the Kardashians they're the sirens on the rocks. The Kardashians they'll just they uh, they they sing for anybody who's the hot new thing to come in and bang their boxes a little bit. That's all. I so I, I that's not even that's just more of a of a, hey c- let's combine our headlines for a little while those aren't real relationships anyway um all right let's see 
Uh, oh, I have something else here. The Astro guy, my Astro guy got in touch with me, and he said, Frank, listen, we got Ukraine, Ukraine battle is forming prior to the eclipse. 60,000 Ukrainian troops ready to storm Kurzan, now a part of Russia. Population 200,000. Defended by 300, uh, defended by 30,000 30, Russian troops in trenches. Last desperate gambit after Elon Musk turned off Starlight uh, or the, uh, the Starlink satellite su uh, surveillance assisting the Ukraine. Russia told them they would shoot it down. <clears throat> they would shoot the, Ukraine, the, uh, the satellites down unless he turned it off. Russia is expecting nuclear or chemical attack. Bank on England intervened to prevent UK pension collapse, which would have triggered entire Western financial system. England is still teetering on the brink. So, yay. All right, into the super chats, and you guys call in. Now it's time for have you guys call in because we have a little while to go, and then I am out of here. Because there's only so much. Hold on a second. Rumble's not working. People are saying that Rumble is not working, which makes no sense because it says it says it's streaming over here. No, I guess not. I don't know. Rumble has had a lot of issues like this across the entire platform. I don't know if other people are having this kind of issue today. Um I don't know. It is? Gamester says it is. So Gamester X on Rumble says it is working, but there's only 70 people watching there right now. That's usually over a thousand. So obviously there's some kind of a drop off at some point. I, I don't I don't get this. Um Alright, so uh, noted. Hey Abe, if you're still watching Prepare the Friday night, prepare to launch Friday night programming a little bit before 9 o'clock. Mark Swan got in touch with me, said Rumble is not up. Well, damn. I, I don't understand. All right, and on Foxhole, it doesn't even see, is, is anybody on Foxhole? Because there's nothing in the chat room. It's, I'm not talking about gold pills, I'm talking about anything. There's nothing in the chat room on Foxhole. So there's something weird going on all over the place. Let's go to quitefranklysuperchat.com. First, first one up is Stostube. Good to see him. Great Friday, Frank. Glad you sound better. And big ass, what's up to Wolf Killer Matt? I'm putting my money on Matt when I win. All proceeds go straight to Quite Frankly, which, by the way, we have to mention is great independent media. He'd put he'd put his money on you winning against the Wolf. Smart bet. That is a smart bet. It sounds like it. Because you're very confident. Confidence goes a long way. I'm fighting a wolf, not a wolf pack, right? Because first you said a wolf. Then you're like, well, what about if he has his buddies? I could probably take, like, three wolves. Three wolves? Yeah, three wolves. A hoof. A hoof. <laughs> <laughs> so, was that from Goodfellas? <laughs> yeah. A hoof. <laughs> um... Lauren just said she's watching on the website, so so Foxhole is working, but there's nobody in the chat room, which is very odd. A lot of odd things going on. As long as you're hearing me, I don't care. And this will be up on podcast tomorrow, so there's that. 
Doc Keck says, let's spend the billions we don't have over uh, to have it blown up by Russia, Russia, Russia. I know. I know. It's incredible. Kilroy was here. Says, hey, Frank, I usually listen to the podcast next day. Just wondering, what is your favorite cryptid or the most fascinating one you've covered on your cryptozoology topics from time to time? It's John Fetterman, isn't it? Uh, that's funny. I, he, he does. That's like if you saw John Fetterman without his hoodie on walking through the woods in the Pine Barrens in um, in in New Jersey at night in the moonlight, you would think this is this is some kind of a there's something hor- horrible going on here. There must be a laboratory somewhere in the woods that is producing just terrible, terrible things. I, that is funny. I don't know. You know, I would love to talk. Mothman really intrigues me. The Jersey Devil also intrigues me. And I'm going to be bringing up cryptids with um, with Timothy Alberino. I, I have some cryptid questions for Corey Daniel because there's a whole lot of things to be said about the deserts, especially the portals in the desert. And the different types of beings who use those portals almost like a uh, interdimensional super highway of escalators and elevators just just bouncing in and out it's not just alien grays or all the other stuff it's it's you know like the cat the cat people yeah Tim's a cat person the dog-headed men what do you think with the dog-headed men there's probably around Probably. That's the chupacabra, probably. Probably. That's not the chupacabra. Chupacabra is a little tiny thing. It they eats, have it eat. on film, actually, chupacabra. I have never seen that. You've never seen it? No, I've seen drawings that it it almost looks like uh, it almost looks like uh, Smeagol or Gollum or whatever. It runs on all fours. Yeah, well, but it, but it's like spindly and it has it's like, it has like yeah, a yeah, it has a weird face. a small little rounded head and has all the sharp teeth yeah. and it mainly goes after chicken and goats and small yeah. farm animals, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. I like the skunk ape. Where, where's that from? It's just Bigfoot in Florida. He's called skunk ape because he smells like a skunk. Uh, every Bigfoot. Every Bigfoot um, testimony I've heard from people who have had encounters, they all say the same thing, that the smell is almost unbearable. Well, yeah. So it's just, not just Florida. No, just imagine it down in Florida where it's, like, always hot and Musty. stuff like that. Yeah. So in Florida, dude, you got the Everglades down there. He probably lives up there. Definitely in the Adirondacks. Whitehall, New York, is uh, there's a Bigfoot sighting there in the 70s. More than one person saw it. More yeah. than once, actually, I think. I, I've got some great things that were sent into the show, including alien abduction stories from, from abductees in our audience. I'm going to get more into this stuff as time goes on. Don't you worry. Uh, Paula says, hello, Frank, and all the beautiful Franklies. Today is my 49th birthday, and I'm celebrating by listening to my favorite show. I don't get to watch live most nights, so tonight is a birthday miracle. Paula, happy birthday. 49. I'm so happy to have you here with us. And uh, let, let's, go, let's go another 49 together, shall we? That would be a great gift, wouldn't it be? I'm happy you're here. I hope that you get more Miracle Nights like this. Thank you so much. Thank you. Phil's WW 
says hello Francis and Matt if he's there tonight thank you in advance per my email this morning and again hope you're feeling better God bless you and your family uh, uh, that is Shannon and her email this morning was about she and her husband were very excited about sitting down to watch Spookies on our Saturday night broadcast with my father who is a member of the cast because her, her husband is a big um, horror film fan and uh, she asked him if he ever seen Spookies, and he said, yeah, and he wanted to get it. He wanted part of its collection, but it's like $30 for the DVD, all that stuff. So you can find it for free on... Is your dad getting any of that DVD money? I don't know. I don't think so. He should be, right? He was part of the, the new edition. You know what? There's a new edition. Can you go When and are get- you doing that show? That's the show you're doing the 29th? I, I moved it from this Saturday to Saturday the 29th, because I just wanted to do nothing Saturday uh, and rest my voice. But, yeah, Saturday the 29th, we're going to have him on. And then on Sunday the 30th, as part of the Sunday night programming, I'm going to play it again so you can watch it without commentary. That Saturday, it's going to be jokes and behind-the-scenes talk with my father, who was there for the whole thing. And um, that's what it's going to be. It's going to be a fun night. Um, I have the special edition. Matt, would you be able to do me a favor? Go out into the green room there. You know, you know, like next to the water, the water machine. There is the the light, uh, the light, the lamp with the the shelves and things on it. There's a DVD for for Spookies there. Can you grab that? You guys, this is a special edition one that just came out. Spookies DVD coming up. I know <laughs> the Spooky just. You got to see this. Um, all right, there you have all I can give you. That's all I can give you tonight. Um, I don't. Unfortunately, I can't see anything that's going on. Zoso dude just said you need to log out and log back into Foxhole. There's tons of us over here. What? You guys, this is the opening themes of Spookies is great. Hold on, wait a second. Here, wait. I'll get it right now. Spookies. Fucking legendary. It is. I. It is here. I mean, and listen for the. the uh, this is. This came out in like 1986, 1985. They were shooting it in 84. My mom was on set with me in the womb, and they had over a million or million and a half dollar budget. So at the time, this was state of the art shit. They just screwed up the storyline. They had. They they screwed up the storyline by by trying to. They cut. They shot a whole other film on the side and tried to cut it in with the other film to make it seem coherent, and it became a complete mess. And now it's famous for its own incoherence. But uh, listen. Scary. Yeah, man. Smooth and scary. Here comes the... Ready? Badass. Spookies. Suck your dick. It's awesome. I wonder who wrote that. I wonder you know what many, else he's done. You know how many babies were made to this theme song? <laughs> that it became a thing in 1986. It was a, it was they're called Spookies babies. Spooky babies. Millions, millions of children. That were, and this is here. Okay, so this is the special edition. 
uh, because it has all um, new. What is this? What is it? This is the one that just came out last year. Because it had, and my father's on. Hell yes. Look at those cans. What's in the back? After their car breaks down. Here, I'm going to read it to you. After their car breaks down, a group of travelers. Traveler. Find themselves stranded in a remote part of New England. Yes, the John Jay house. Yeah, we're not. New York's not New England, first of all. Don't ever associate me living in anything that has England in it. Bro. New England doesn't say bro. After taking shelter in a spooky old mansion complete with a graveyard, they discover a Ouija board and decide to spend the night attempting to summon some spirits. That's right. Uh, one of their friends, Carol, turns into this crazy demon witch, and she, yeah. she looks like um, um, uh, uh, Diane Feinstein. Yeah, kind of, yeah. Exactly like and Diane. And now, this whole movie, your dad's he's suffering from, from a cold, right? Yeah, he's suffering from <laughs> dementia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, he, my, my father plays a, a, a dorky, allergy-ridden <laughs> uh, a man named Dave, and he has a snobby British girlfriend... Um. Yeah. So that's, it's funny. It is. It's, it's it very is. funny. Especially, it's, especially when he pointed out the special effects they didn't put in for him. They put it. Okay. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, hold on. <laughs> Spookies. Uh, Shit, man. I don't, I'm not gonna be here on the 29th. I'm uh, gonna be uh, down south a little. That's too bad. I know. I didn't know. That's too bad. Uh, Spookies movie graveyard scene i just want to see that one thing because we would make fun of it constantly because <laughs> they said that, okay that they wanted him to run out of the house with his girlfriend run out of the house and then start you know cowering side by side because they were going to cgi in all these ghosts that were going to be swooping in on them and they never they never <laughs> they never oh got to fucking <laughs> like, fuck it, I'm done. I they said, fuck it. They're not going to do that. What they did was, instead of doing the ghost, they just made that, that they, they had that, like, spooky laughter coming from somewhere. Yeah, like, ah, fuck, it looks better like that looks anyway. Better. What can I do? I can't do anything. Turn them into a lunatic. <laughs> so that'll be a good night. <laughs> oh, wait, Spooky's, Spooky's full movie. I, I, I had to see that one that one part now. Where is it? Spookies, the hour 40. I might go home and watch it now, actually. Hold on. You would stand there with it, like, on your, your hair or you. What is this? The, actually, there he is. Oh, wait a second. This is the... Oh, what is this? This is the one I'm holding in my hand right now. The Twisted Tale, the Unmasking of Spookies. And there's my father. Oh, shit. There's my father. Oh, also, I will say that the special effects for this movie... And that's uh, that's uh, that's uh, Vince Gionda, in the, uh, who in the, plays Duke. That's Vince Gironda? For That's Duke? That's Duke. He goes to my father... He, he still shows up at my father's Christmas parties. Does he? Oh, I want to meet that dude. Um, oh, wait. But the special effects also are great in this fucking movie. Yeah, so they're going around. Really fucking good special effects. So then this is just the... They're in the J house. Oh yeah, there's Diane Feinstein. For 1985, this is yeah. The special, it's they're amazing. It's great special effects and good good makeup too. Yeah, there he is. <laughs> 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 Hold on, let's see if we get. Wait a second. Hold on. 
Damn. Oh, dude, oh, I gotta uh, watch this. There's man. John. There's John Jay's house. In uh, on Boston Post Road in Rye, New York. That is uh that's the man. That's a that's the man. He made he he wrote six of the Federalist Papers. Mm-hmm. It's a hard house to uh, to keep up and maintain too. I can imagine because it's so close to I know, where it is. I know. But that's not uh, that's not what I wanted. I actually wanted the actual spooky. Oh wait, no. There's so many shows that have re- that have reviewed this movie now. Dude, how has your dad not made any money? His name is on the credits. I, they don't, that's not gonna. He's not getting no royalties, bro. I'm, no. I'm sure Sony is somehow making money off of it. Sony? Isn't that who made the movie? Yeah, that's who he said the, it was the first movie they made, right, or some shit? The first movie Sony made was movies? I don't know. It's, I know Sony no. was involved with it. I don't think that there's anything like that set up for this movie. I don't think so. Twisted Souls version. Wait. Oh, wait, hold on. Wait, wait. Oh. I say we try. Yeah, yeah. Hold on. I, t- I think I found it. <coughs> Here we go. All right. Oh, wait. There it is. Oh, okay. Here they go. Here they go. Here's what. There we go. They're, they're running out of the house screaming. Ready? Here. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, no. It's after the graveyard. Hold on, it's after he gets sucked into the uh, the dra- the the gravestone. It's right here. Here we go. There it is. Ready? Here it goes. Look. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, there was no ghosts. That's gonna be fun to watch that night. Cause I think it's only fifty minutes long. Fifty minutes. I don't. I don't think that it's an hour long. I seriously don't think that it's an hour long, so it's uh, it'll be quick. It'll be pretty quick, um, but it'll be fun. All right, let's take a, let's take a call. Uh, what's going on, Rick Carmen? How you doing? Hey, how you doing? Ah, good to hear from you. I gotta I gotta say something to Matt. I mean, I don't know if Matt has ever seen a wolf up close. Okay, uh, but about twenty years ago, I had a mini beagle. 12 inches at the shoulder, okay? And we went to a dog trainer because beagles are difficult to train, okay? But this trainer had a wolf. This wolf was seven foot, seven, maybe eight foot at the shoulder height. So when Matt says he's going to take on three wolves, <laughs> I think you better check into what he's talking about. Because I, I've I seen love, wolves up Matt, close. But he's got no clue what he's up there. I, I, I work with wildlife. I actually, I used to actually bring a deer to Wolf Center that was up here, and I, <laughs> I stuck my hand in the cage because the wolf kept coming up to me, and it was started licking my hand. It let me pet it, and then when I did go down, I leveled to it. It fucking, it wasn't having it. It started to growl. And the lady turned around. She's like, she saw me petting it, whatever. But I took my hand out. Then I went down, and it growled. So like, if I would have done that, it would have taken my hand. But I'll tell you this: yeah, they are big. They are, but their their legs are aren't as strong I, as you would yeah. think. So I just snap a leg or real quick. Remember, or remember, <laughs> we seen this thing in the cage, and I had to look up. 
And I was like, man, this thing is massive. Yeah, they get so, big. Rick, you're 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 on, you're probably onto something there in, in noticing the massive size of a full-grown wolf. But what you have not considered is that all you need to do is simply snap its legs. Their legs aren't that strong. If you look at the way they're built, it's their their their. I'm telling you, you can snap it easily. Like I said, you just have to sacrifice part of your body to expose the yeah. part you need to hurt of them. Well, well I, I just make sure not, it's not your I, neck. I love you, Matt. I love you, Dan, but I don't. I wouldn't want to bet my life on that situation. So. Well, if it's a life situation, <laughs> I, I would definitely pull it off. Yeah. Well, uh, you, Matt. Have a good one. thank you, thank you, Rick, and all the best okay. to Tanya, all my right. friend. Good to you. Well, you know what? Over here, where we are. Uh, I don't know if you remember when we were young, there was a lot of coyotes around, and then they disappeared because they were starting to get hunted or whatever. And they're smart, so they, like, they booked up north. And the, the coyotes over here, the ones that are around, they're actually, they killed what they thought was a coyote, a big coyote, like a couple weeks ago, up somewhere upstate, like close to here. And they tested it, and it's a fucking hybrid. It's a fucking wolf-coyote hybrid. They're all hybrids up here. I've been telling people that for like years, and now at least one was caught. That sounds like something Johnny would say. It's the, and, he, and he gets vindicated. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, this is not just a coyote. It's a coyote vampire hybrid. <laughs> <laughs> it's part coyote, part vampire. Well, that's why they're so big over here. Yeah, well, um, I I think Rick has a point there though because if you even if you are going to sacrifice an arm to break some of the the wolf's legs, that's only one wolf. What if it has even just one more mate? You'd only have one more arm to give it. I have like no. I have just what's on me, <laughs> just like my stuff that's on. I have like I'm not going into the woods like hunting with a weapon. It's, I don't hey, have like hey, a knife. It's woods. It's what woods. It doesn't work like that. Okay. <laughs> it doesn't work like Lloyds. Woods. No, like Woyles. You can say Woyles because the other, there's another word, boils. So Woyles and boil. You can't do that with the. I mean, if you. Yeah, I know because because Woyles sounds just like walls. People know what I'm talking about when I say it. I'm gonna go climb the fucking Woyl. What the fuck? What was I saying? I'm gonna go walk in the woods. <laughs> Uh, you were saying, um, you were saying about you if you had only what you had on you. Yeah, I mean, I could probably put a wolf in a sleeper and choke it out in a few seconds. It doesn't take long to put something to sleep, as long as it has, you know, jugular. I you, could put that you, as long as it has a jugular, I can put it out. As long as it has a jugular, I can put it to sleep. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I can imagine you choking at a wolf and then another wolf behind you grabbing your jugular. <laughs> and just everybody killing each other. That's funny. Yeah. Because those are actually my probably my favorite animal is a wolf. Well, hopefully it never comes down to that, honestly. Because I would just let it kill me so I can become part of it. Right. Well... <laughs> What else do we have? I have a few more things. Oh, you know what I did do? You want to do a couple of Babylon Bee headlines? Sure. All right, let's do some Babylon Bee headlines. Then we'll take another another call or so. Because we haven't done this in a while. Texas votes to airlift Austin to California. So they're just taking the entire city of Austin, and away it goes. All right, up next. Up next. <laughs> 
January 6th panel continues to hold hearings for stuffed animals and action figures they arranged in chairs. <laughs> they really, it really is like watching children yeah. do important work. Like, you know how Aurora walks around the, the house? <laughs> yeah. She walks around the house and she's very meticulously, seriously rearranging little uh, random <laughs> objects. That is what the January 6th committee is, especially that, that, that dumb gummy bear that they have leading the whole thing. Who's that, the, the, the man with the, the beard? The black guy. I don't even know who he is named. He just looks like a gummy bear. I haven't watched. Just, I have better stuff to do than watch Nobody's watching. Shit. Nobody's watching. I forgot that they were even around. And then I heard the other day that the panel has voted to subpoena Trump. So what's that mean? That, that they, that they, they want to bring him in there? They want to bring him in him? there. And apparently. apparently do it. Do it. Hey, well, he's, he said, I think that would be fun. Oh. He said, I, I would. It, it would be the only time I would have. I will watch a frame of that, I think it would just be fun. Although he, it, although he must, he better be careful, because you know they're, this is the reason why they wanted him to go in there and talk to Robert Mueller. Uh, get a load of this dweeb who didn't bring money for the book fair. <laughs> <laughs> that used to be me. I used to like. I remember having just like five dollars <laughs> for the book fair, five dollars, and. As long as I got one of the rubber erasers that looked like a race car, I used to like that. Pencil erasers that looked like race cars. At least I can walk away with something. Forgot about book fairs. Remember the holiday boutiques the school would have? Did Corpus Christi do some of that? Did yeah. Go and shop and. Loved it. Corpus Christi did it a lot. Muslim families back on no fly list after attending school board meeting. Oh, sh- <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, you saw that the Muslims and the Christians, they they both don't like it out there with all the all the crap going on. Pfizer insists that they did test the vaccine on over 5 billion people. <laughs> that's a that's that how many people took it. Sad but true. Biden admits we may have a very slight nuclear war. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, entire professional soccer team dead after team bus goes over slight speed bump because <laughs> they're all over dramatic. Yeah, yeah. Last minute entrant head of cabbage surges to lead in Pennsylvania state race. I like that. Just a head of cabbage gone. Fetterman, odd. Look at that odd looking duck. And then you have Oz, who's just a ugh. What the hell was Trump thinking? He doesn't even like Trump. No. Let's just all pretend. Democrats of, accuse Ghostbusters of voter intimidation. That's a good one. You remember at the all the Trump rallies at Playland a couple of years ago, um, the, the some of the pickup trucks that were showing up with skeletons in the backyard and the skeletons in the back, the the uh, the bed, and uh, they were all holding signs voting, you know, Trump uh, Biden yeah. voter. Yeah, they that that yeah. One person had Biden on the front of his car. Mm. Not yes. literally. Of let's, course. Let's take a call. Um, uh, Mike, physical graffiti. What's going on, Mike? Hey, what's up? How you doing? Good. I, I just want to tell... Uh, hey, I used to be physical graffiti, but uh, I'm all always... Wait, hold on. Hold on, Mike. Hold on, Mike. You, you're, you're very muffled right now. Are we on speakerphone? Yeah, hold on. Okay. Sounds like he's from Louisiana. I don't know. You can ask him. 
Is that better? Uh, a lot better. Okay, so go ahead. Yeah, um, um, I used to be fizzled graffiti, but I uh, 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 Royal Wings too. Anyway, I want to give a short PSA to anybody that is a tourist that is thinking about coming to New Orleans. Don't do it. Well, why? So, what's what's going on in New Orleans? What do you live in Louisiana? Y- yes, sir. How'd you know? Man, and, man, no. Dude, I, I know that. I know that. That I hear is twang. I hear that. Matt knew you were from Louisiana. But New Orleans, is, is, New per capita, like two weeks ago, is is the murder capital of of the USA. And let me tell you something. I'm a ticket holder for Saints games, and we went to uh, the Saints game last week and parked in a guarded facility and a hundred cars were broken into. Jeez. Wow. Jesus that's Christ. A, and that's a guarded facility, you said. Hello? Okay, I guess I guess we lost. Well, it. speaking of car of car break-ins, I actually just heard of a funny story. So my cousin, the one that delivers here, Pizza, you yeah. know, yeah, uh, he's caught on camera at that bar over there near the bridge by the river, Sam's. Yeah. Someone someone was breaking into cars, and the guy had a lookout man. My cousin went out to have a cigarette. And my cousin thought, like, the lookout guy, he's like, oh, you need help, like, because the camera recorded the audio. And he thought the guy needed help. He didn't know what was going on. He's like, you need help or whatever, this and that. So then the dude doing the, the, in the cars comes, pulls a gun out on my cousin. And my cousin's like, fucking do it. Fucking do it. And the guy starts walking away. And my cousin goes after him. He's like, yo, fucking do it. Like, dude, he's fucking shot. I was telling the, kept following him. After that, and just kept following him, cause, cause uh, one of the I found out somehow someone saw the footage and did they get the guy? No, is okay. not that I didn't ask that. I just was asking what was going on. But well, it's next time he, funny because he kept he de- going after the guy, knowing that the guy had a. Gun. Next time he uh, <laughs> delivers, next time he delivers pizza, would I would I be able to ask him? No, I heard, I heard about your incident. No, no, don't say it. Don't say that? Don't say it. Okay. But the person that told me is going to try and get me the video. Oh, it's on video, you Yes. Said. It was recorded on, on a camera. Was and it at I the think, pizzeria? I think what happened is the police were called because they were, had to look into the break-ins. And, uh, this ha- did this happen at the pizzeria? No, at, okay. at Sam's. Oh, okay. Oh, all right. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right, let's take a call. Uh, Mike from Rhode Island. How are you? Hey, Frank. How you doing tonight? Doing great. Good to hear from you again. Yeah, it's good to talk to you. So I wanted to chime in on uh, Matt the Wolf Slayer over there. Okay. So it's easy to kill a wolf. Or I shouldn't say it's easy to kill a wolf. But to kill a, a dog in general, it's extremely simple. You grab them by the front legs, you pull them sideways, their ribs and go right into their heart and kill them almost instantly. When I was like 14, I had a huge paper route. The first thing the guy who, had, who I did the paper route for, the first thing he told me is like, if you ever get attacked by a dog, this is how you kill it. And I'm like, yeah, buddy. Like six months in, I got attacked by a pit bull. And the oh. thing lunged up at me a couple times, and I just started punching and thinking I was going to be able to fend myself off. And finally, I just did what I had to do, 
and that thing lay dead by my feet in a matter of seconds. So wow. We so, could kill the wolf. He's right. He's right on the leg, but breaking the leg isn't going to do you much good. So when it lunges, when it, it leaps up at you for its an, its its uh, its main attack, you have to be able to get its legs in your hands so that you keep it on its hind uh, hind legs, and then uh, twist it down to the side so it's on its back, and then just just pile drive it, just the heel heel of your boot to the chest. Yeah, you don't even you don't even have to get it down to the ground. You just Pull this like as if, all right. You know how the dog's legs are straight out. Pull them to the sides, like like you're putting them on a cross. Right. Okay. And that dog yeah. is done. Oh, I see. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. The, that's definitely not it's made ribs to. Will, it's ribs will just close right on its heart, crush its heart, and it's all done. Wow. Oh, just open. Yeah. Just open. Yeah. Them. It's yeah. Yeah. Wow, Mike, you know you. So you there you go, Matt. You get attacked. Well, yeah, I mean that's what, what I would have. Yeah, I well, listen, Mike, you, you, yeah, you, you gave Matt a little bit of a. Uh, now I could be the fucking whole wolf pack. You can take the whole pack down now. I'll just now. be like. <laughs> yeah, you'll be like McGruber tearing throats, but but you just you helped out Matt uh, Matt right there, Mike. But I'm telling you something. There may be quite a few people whose lives you just saved in the audience right now from some kind of a dog attack somewhere in the future. Well, may, maybe Matt can write a survival list on how to survive a wolf attack. I mean, what, what's there to say? I mean, he, he knows what to do now. He just yeah. has to quickly tear their arms apart. Oh, that's one wolf at a time. you got to come up with a way to get the whole pack. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, he, he'll probably come up with something like eating uh, eating putrid foods prior to. So they, they like that. Oh, they like putrid food. Okay. They that, like that. That might work. Uh, putting cayenne pepper on your dick. So that when they go grab... That might work, too. I don't think they like cayenne yeah, pepper. I know I don't my dog doesn't. think they like spice. When they go and grab your dick and balls, it's just like it's too spicy And that's them. one way you can stop a, 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 a cat from attacking you if you cover yourself in something sweet. The cats don't like sweets. Well, that's good. I always have... You, yeah, just... Matt would know. Matt's the cat man. <laughs> no, I just the cat person. I'm just common knowledge. That's common knowledge. I, I love sweet stuff. I, I eat uh, sugary stuff all the time. Sure, sure. I know. You and Alberino, right? Yeah. That's exactly what a cat person would say. I eat exactly. sweets. That's it. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine having to have something sweet on you uh, in your back pocket at all times because you're so you're so scared you're going to get attacked by something that's feline that you need to have something. You don't, that you, you don't carry around a jar of honey in your pocket. Jar, see, that I, I, if it was going to be something like that, Mike, it would have to be something powdered, like maybe confectioner's sugar. Because you just blow it in its face. Well, because you're never going to be able to get honey all. It's it's too goopy. You have to get it things. No, all, no, you, you got it. Get heats up nicely in your back pocket. You keep it opposite your phone. Yeah, it's easy to do. I always carry a bottle of honey. I'm sure Matt does too. I'm sure he does. Considering cats like three things, I'm sure he does. <laughs> oh boy! Well, thank you, thank you for everything, Mike. You give us a lot to think about. So thank you, Frank. You have the best show out there, man. I I, I look forward to listening to you every night while I'm driving around doing my door dashing. I love it. Well, Making extra oh, money. Oh man, I wish you were door dashing around here. It'd be awesome it for you. Sounds like he might not be too far away from here. You know what? With I that almost fucking did accent. last year. I was out there for a. I have a bunch of family over in Thornwood, and I was out there for a oh. funeral. Oh. I was joking around with my brother when I was out there. I said, "Hey, uh." You want to do some door dashing? And he's like, uh, I guess so. And I was like, yeah, that's a no. <laughs> and he's like, you don't even know what's around here. And I'm like, whatever. GPS takes me to the restaurant, takes me to the house. I can go wherever. See? 
See, that's what it makes it easy. It makes it easy for people to move city to city now. Because you, you'd be one of those things where, how do I move? My job is here. Well, there's a lot of different things that you can do just to get by at first. You know, Mike from Rhode yeah, Island, I mean, he can work anywhere. What do you call it? Last year, uh, Not me the and my wife were in Vegas, and we did it just a couple just for shits and giggles to see if we get orders. And we were running around. We didn't even use the car. We used our legs. Well, thanks again, Mike. It's great to hear from you. All right. Thank you, Frank. Take it easy. And again, you have a rockin' show, man. Keep it up. Thank you. We love thank you. Thank Bye. you. Love you, too. Uh, this is uh, it's getting out of hand, bro. I exposed Timothy as a cat person, and people are calling me the cat? Uh, this is the way the internet works. People see things, man. They pick up on things. They, they measure vibes. I just got an email. I actually just got a uh, a message from Abe that when we conclude our broadcast here for Friday, which is going to be momentarily, on quitefrankly.tv, you've got to get over there for the Friday night broadcast. You know why? They have concluded that it is necessary to watch Spookies tonight. So aside from everything else that they have gathered for Friday after show, um, after show programming, they are going to play Spookies in its entirety. So if you want to get a, uh, a first viewing of it, go right ahead. It's Friday night. It is the 14th day of October. It's completely within the atmosphere of the month to go and watch that. And then on the 29th, you can tune in and get all the behind-the-scenes stuff. And then we'll play it again on the 30th. That, uh, what I'll do is on the 30th, Sunday, because I curate all the Sunday night programming, I'll put Spookies like late, late night. Because remember, October 30th every year, I love playing the, um, the full and unabridged version uh broadcast of war of the worlds orson wells because that was the night that that uh, it originally went off so i've been doing that since we had our first network test on d live like three or four years ago so that's one thing i love doing on the 30th of october so sunday the 30th there'll be war of the worlds the original broadcast that some people freaked out over and then we'll do some other cool things i've got this entire i've got this thing where it's like an hour-long video, I think of Nosferatu, that was put to Typo Negative. So I don't know what Typo Negative album it was or what playlist it was, but it is, because uh, Nosferatu, the original, when you, you have the, the silent film, it is put all to Typo Negative. So I've got all types of Halloween type of stuff going on for that 30th. And then um, Monday night we'll have a good time. Monday night after I get off air at 9 o'clock, the network will kick into Halloween mode, too. It's going to be a great time. And then it's November, baby. It's November. It's time to get all Christmassy. Fuck. I hate the winter. Uh, well. I hate it, but I it, love it. I know. For, I, I, I understand your position. Because I have to work outside. You have to be outside. I used to have to train outside. I, all of my clients used to be outside. I remember going to white to the clients of White Plains when the sun is going down. It's already 17 degrees doing boxing outside. Yeah, it's not so much that I'm outside. It's just the stuff that I'm doing outside, bro. It's like I have to, if it's two feet of snow, I have to walk ladders around sometimes. Like, I got no choice. I know. I'm not going on the roof, but I need, still need to go up on the gutter and look behind the gutter. And I remember that one day, I, I went out with you a few times to do side jobs and all that, but that one day that we had to go up to several, several levels of, of uh, roof, hell no. Where was that? 
I don't I'm scared know. of heights too, and I still have to do that. That's nothing, bro. You should have seen one time I had to go into this building, and I think it was like on the borderline of the Bronx, bro. It's fucking huge, bro. I had to go up on the fire escape, like I had no no other way. I had to go out from whatever floor it was, go all the way up on uh, the fire escape, noose a raccoon, come down the fire escape with the fucking raccoon in the cage. The noose in my other hand going down. I had a, it, that dude. I. That's why I have nightmares of falling, dying, bro. A lot, bro. Like falling off of roofs and shit. If you fall off a roof, you can get dystonia. I could get the deadia too. <laughs> but you don't want dystonia. What the fuck is that? You remember? You know what dystonia is? Stoned. Dystonia. That's what Desiree Jennings got. What the fuck is that? You know that. You said you invented it. Oh, the, 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 that? Yeah. That thing? Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. At least I, I have it over here. <laughs> I, I, as you were talking, I had to go get it. Hold on. This is... Uh... I did invent it. <laughs> Hold on. This is... Uh, every, this was amazing. Inside edition. <laughs> One of the most talked about stories we've ever had on Inside Edition. A young woman who claims she was suffering excruciating symptoms after having a seasonal flu shot. Well, we have an update today on Desiree Jennings. An update that raises just as many questions as before. Her story created a national firestorm. Desiree Jennings is the pretty ambassador for the Washington Redskins cheerleading squad who claims she developed a rare neurological disorder called dystonia after receiving a seasonal flu shot, causing dramatic spasms and slurred speech. And it's funny because this is how Matt acts usually when we're off air. Matt, Matt, never, Matt doesn't do this on air, so going on air cures his dystonia. But this is usually Matt off air. You used to be able to go sideways. Yeah. What made the story so special <laughs> is that her symptoms seemed to disappear when she walked backwards, backwards or ran. Yeah, I can talk now. <laughs> they worried they'd never find a cure. But look at Desiree now. We found her walking. <laughs> that this is when they caught her acting completely normal. It was all. A, it was all a, a, a con. No, it comes back. It comes Playing back. Playing with her dogs, going shopping, even getting behind the wheel of a car and driving. Hard to believe the woman we've been discreetly observing over the last few weeks is the same woman we met during the height of the flu shot scare. So we wanted to ask her about her remarkable improvement. We've been trying to reach you and you have not been returning our phone calls. Oh, I'm sorry. What's going on? It looks like you've made a oh, complete recovery. Oh, and, and this is when she develops a, a, a British accent. And, and they hold listen. Well, I don't want to say complete recovery. I still have a lot of cognitive, cognitive issues. Cognitive. So what happened? Did Desiree Jennings really suffer a one-in-a-million reaction to the seasonal flu shot, as she says? Or is it all some kind of elaborate hoax? Or is it something else entirely? Take a look at this. <laughs> she just came out like, yeah, it was fun. <laughs> by the Centers for Disease Control. It states the admitting neurologist felt that there was a strong psychogenic component to her symptoms. Psychogenic means that there is a mental or psychological cause for her spasms. <laughs> oh, yeah. The dramatic <laughs> symptoms of movement and speech that, that Ms. Jennings is displaying is certainly not a reaction to the vaccine. Dr. Stephen Novella is that an we assistant know. professor of neurology at Yale who treats patients with dystonia which is what Desiree claims she suffered from. No, I, I just want to hear his comments about the, the change in the accent. After the seasonal flu shot. He hasn't examined Desiree, but is convinced after viewing our video that her affliction is not <laughs> Estonia. 
Just from looking at the video, a trained and experienced neurologist could say, this is not dystonia. Desiree that finds George the Washington idea that her illness in? is all in her head ridiculous. Some people think it was psychogenic, some people might even think it's a hoax. I mean, the, the people are free for, to, to believe whatever they want, but, you know, I mean, clearly what I've been going through, I know it's not psychogenic. And it's oh, not, and that's Australian. It though. is Australian, like. <laughs> I hope, so, I mean, By now, you may have noticed something that surprised us. Desiree is now speaking with a foreign accent she never had before. I'm from Ohio. I should not be talking like this. It sounds like you have an Australian accent. It, it's, yeah, I've heard Australian, British, um, but, you know, it just essentially comes down to the um, inability. Mint chip. I wonder if she did that because she's like, all right, uh, let me put on an accent. Maybe I'll pick up someone else. <laughs> Just be like, oh, I'm sorry, wrong person. Oh, I'm sorry. We're looking for an American. There's no way a flu shot can cause someone's accent to change. <laughs> oh, jeez. So how did Desiree get this? She credited this doctor, an alternative practitioner named... Oh, I just can't. That's all I think. Uh, so watch out. I don't want to hear anybody. Oh, did you... you it made me think about this. Yeah, look at this. It's up on the suggested point here. You remember when the Tampa police spokesperson in 2017... Was caught as being a fake sign language. <laughs> no, I fake don't think sign. So. Okay. I don't think so. So the guy in Tampa, they hired this this woman over here uh, to be the sign language person, and they're like, oh, we thought this would be nice to have a sign language interpreter and all that stuff. And they never checked to see if they were she was legit because oh, <laughs> we just trust you. And uh, here you go. It's happened again. Another sign language interpreter accused of signing total gibberish. This time in the police news conference. Now that you know it's... She's actually saying stuff. She's like, it's just making weird noises. The, the, the fact, now that you know that it's bullshit, it makes watching her even funnier because you know that she's just scamming people for money. Look at this. Announcing an arrest in the Tampa serial killings. Uh, we will be charging four counts of first-degree murder. Standing off to the side, <laughs> apparently translating every word. What's she doing? We received over 5,000 tips in this case. But it turns out much of what she was signing was nonsense. She waved her arms around like she was singing jingle bells, says one outraged sign language expert. The woman, identified as Derlin Roberts, has a string of arrests for fraud. So how did she come to be translating at last week's high-profile police news conference? Yeah, I just didn't ask enough questions. Tampa <laughs> Police Public Information Officer Steve Hegarty told me the woman simply showed up out of the blue and offered her services. My immediate reaction was, I didn't call for a sign language interpreter, but that's great that we have one here. I let her in. Did this woman have to know what she <laughs> I'm pretty sure that that's not sleep. That's it. I'm pretty sure go like that. Yeah, sleep. Because <laughs> it's like baby talk. Yeah. No, it's like, yeah. It's like, oh, oh my gosh. That's just. Sleep is probably just this. Yeah. In sign language, sleep is just letting your whole body go limp for a quick second and closing your eyes. Just slump over. Or this. Yeah, y yawning. Yeah, that's it. All right. Well, here we go. Um. Uh, Rook Castle says, Pete Davison is AIDS, bro. Yeah, he does look like AIDS, HIV AIDS. He does. 
Uh, let's see here. Uh, Pete Davidson made fun of One Eye Warmonger. Oh, he made. F oh, he he did an impression of what's his name from Texas? Crenshaw. Crenshaw. Enjoying my second. Here's a Zoso dude. Enjoying my second two week suspension from YouTube in one month. The foxhole rocks. I, I my my latest strike has just evaporated on October sixth. But I'll tell you something weird. I deleted from YouTube only uh, Wednesday night's show with Robin McCutcheon because it got pretty controversial in some parts. A lot of things I just like, okay, well, unfortunately, I got to snip this here, but it's only just YouTube. I got rid of that, that uh, episode way before midnight on Wednesday night. Yesterday, around 1 p.m. in the afternoon, over 12 hours later, I get a notice from YouTube that that show with Robin McCutcheon has now been age-restricted. Like, what are you age-restricting? I went. I, I was clicking around to see what the hell they're talking about. They're age-restricting things that I deleted, so obviously they're not gone. So I don't think deleting is actually going to help me for much longer. I, I think I know a way you can get around age restriction in the future. What? Just have a transsexual just be a drag lady sitting on the couch here and you can do stuff like that and it'll be okay they won't want to say anything darlin mel says hello hope everyone has a great weekend sean joe thank you and norm thank you so much let me make sure that i have not left anybody out on frank quite frankly superchat.com andy bond says hi frank please ask matt a question for me he'll know what it means Meow, 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 purr, purr, <laughs> meow, meow, growl. What does that mean, Matt? Oh, he said something about you, actually. I mean, I don't know what that says, bro. Okay, he doesn't know, Andy. Oh, I'm pretty sure he's saying something about you, I think. But uh, you got to ask Tim Alberino. I'm sure he's proficient in Catholic. Catholic. <laughs> uh, Brian Frank just sent something over on Rumble. First one I've been able to see. Hello, Frank and Matt. Hope you feel better. And Matt, are you six feet away? And where is your mask? I, I had COVID uh, like three weeks ago. I, from, from Francis can't get me sick. I don't I, think I it was COVID. Get, yeah, I'm immune from getting sick now for like a year because I, I mean, had it might COVID be. and I got the COVID naturally. It, it, honestly, it could have been. You think it was COVID? No, I don't, but it could have been. If it was, I don't know where I could have gotten it. I, I mean, I got. we came home from the mountains on Sunday. I didn't, I didn't go anywhere. temperature changes. I, that's what I thought. I told Lauren, I said, listen, this one I'm going through right now, now the chest congestion was something else. That, on like uh, Tuesday night going into Wednesday, I knew it was going to be a rough night. And I took myself and I, I slept in the, the living room because I didn't want to, I wanted to try to not interfere with Lauren's sleep because it, it was it was terrible. Lauren didn't get sick? Aurora? No, no, she and Aurora didn't get sick. I wasn't going and, you know, you know, jumping on them and picking them up and all that stuff. But on the other hand, it's a small apartment. So we tried our best. And But uh, what are you going to do? But they didn't get sick. So whatever the hell it was, I'm thinking to myself, that, 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 does that, what does that count for? It, nothing makes sense anymore. Nothing makes sense. But something like this, the nose, the throat, 
the the vice grip in the head. Mm-hmm. I, I usually, a couple of years ago, as of a couple of years ago, because ever since I started taking the quercetin and the zinc and all that stuff, I've been actually fairly solid, even throughout allergy and seasonal changes. I used to be able to pencil that in. Late September, early October, as soon as we have those first couple of crisp nights, you can pencil in the sore throat, and I can pencil it in every yeah, year. Yeah, me too. I would get tonsillitis either when winter broke the spring in, like, March, or I would get it in November. And I didn't get it for, like, three years, but then I had... Dude, you remember my ear was fucked up, and I had I probably had COVID before anyone knew what it was in 2019. And then I was okay for two years. Then I actually got COVID. Could have been. Like, tested positive for it. Well, either way, I'm glad you're well, and I'm glad I'm all done with this shit. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, on Monday, we have Rich Barris on in the first half. It's not going to be a long... uh, I said, I I told Laura, I said, you know, if I can just have him for a half hour to do a little bit more of, you know, we're building up toward the big day. So, first half, we'll have Rich Barris on. Second half, we're going to be doing a little bit more spooky stories and things that you guys have been submitting because there's some great stuff. And I have other questions about, like, people out there. I want to hear people who are losing faith. I want to I want to I want to hear from people who are having a hard time with this stuff that uh you know cuz I know there's a lot of a lot of different ways of taking all this in and I know people are having some are having easier and harder times with the world that we're uh we're we're trying to make sense of so I want to have deeper uh deeper nights to open up calls to the, the audience and see what's going on and uh, also the abductions and creepy shit because we're going to soak up these last two weeks and then we're going to go right into the holidays and have a good time there. So thank you guys and gals for hanging out with us tonight. Matt, thank you for spending some time. It was a, a good day, a good day all in all. I'm feeling good. Thank you, Francis. Yeah. All right. Well, like I said before, ladies and gents, you go over to quitefrankly.tv right now. Sit tight. You're going to be seeing a, an airing of Spookies. Spookies, and then you'll you'll know what we're talking about on the 29th when we do our f- Saturday night special here on Quite Frankly. And thank you guys and gals for everything. We'll talk to you soon. Be well and have a good night. I'll catch you on the flip side. Quite frankly, is available for a live studio audience, and now our super chatter, starting with Andy Bond, Stostube, Doc Keck, Kilroy was here, Paola, and Phil's WW. Thank you guys and gals for everything, everybody on Rumble, everybody on uh, Theta, everybody on the Foxhole. I'll be heading over there soon. I'll see you in the chat room, and please become a sponsor. Become a sponsor on QuiteFrankly.tv on the Sponsor Us section. Even if it's for a dollar a month, that means that you'll be able to hang with us on the Sunday afternoon unlisted streams. That and much more. I will see you on Monday. Stay, Billy. <laughs>